Coming to you from the ugliest building in the Gulch, it's the National Scenecast, Bachelor in Paradise edition. I am Nancy Floyd. And I'm Stephen Hale. Each week, we're going to check in with Nashville contestants in paradise. We're going to share a few lessons we've learned, if any, and debrief on four hours of Bachelor in Paradise. If you love what you hear, and why wouldn't you, you should subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and you should rate us on iTunes, and you should leave us happy, pleasant comments. And now, against our better judgment, here we go. Hello, welcome to the Nashville Scene Cast, Bachelor in Paradise edition. I'm Stephen Hale, a staff writer for the Nashville Scene. Joining me here in the conference room is In Focus Editor-in-Chief, a Nashville Scene contributor, and a credentialed member of the Bachelor Press Corps, it's Nancy Floyd. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Um, we have so mimosas much to talk this about. morning, oh, so I'm, I'm much better. We have mimosas. Um, that helps. It does help. We do have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to change things up a little bit this week. We've normally been doing a quick segment where we check in on uh, Nashville contestants. Right. There are no Nashville contestants left. There's one There's Nashville bartender. There's only one Nashville person left, and he is not technically a contestant, but we actually have a lot on that subject to talk about, which leads us to our lessons from this week's four hours of Bachelor in Paradise. Nancy, what did you learn? My lesson this week is that I am convinced they are grooming Wells to be the next Bachelor. And I have a multi-point argument to support it's, this theory. It really is. We went through this the other day. Nancy has a whole sort of outline for this. I do. Walk us through it. Okay, so for starters, they brought him back to Paradise which is a great way to like time. reacquaint him with the audience. But they made him the bartender, which is wonderful because it allows people to start liking him again, if people do. I don't, I'm not one of those people, but there are people that do. But also, he, it, they don't run the risk of him either, A, falling in love, and I use that with air quotes, but, you know, if he ends the show and he's yes. allegedly engaged, he Being wouldn't be. Being taken off the board, yeah, exactly. so to speak. And it also, it eliminates the risk of him becoming like Dean and making everyone hate him, so. That's right. So just before we dive deeper yeah. into your into your grand theory here, <laughs> you know, at, after Rachel's season of The Bachelorette ended, there were a couple sort of possible bachelors in that crew. Right. One was Peter. Yep. Still love Peter. Devastatingly handsome. Yep. Just big fan favorite. Mm -hmm. Doesn't seem like he really wants to be The Bachelor no. or even on The Bachelorette. And I don't think Not they would want clear him. clear why he ever went on the show. Because he won't get engaged at the end. Right. And He's a risk. Yeah. The last thing you need is a Bachelor who narrows down the women to the final two and then asks them to date him. Right. Following the show. I mean, so, why would you want someone to make a reasonable choice at the end of the show? Right. So... So he, there was questions about him, but everyone liked him and wanted to be. Yeah. Another potential was Dean. Dean, yeah. Boyish looking guy with the Nazi haircut. If memory and serves, you wanted Dean to be the next I wanted, bachelor. I was interested in seeing Dean as the next bachelor. I thought he re sort of redeemed himself after a rocky start on The Bachelorette. Yeah. So he comes on Bachelor in Paradise, right. which can be a perfect stepping stool to becoming the next bachelor. Yeah. Uh, but. He, we, what we've witnessed over the past three weeks is the complete douchification of Dean. Yes. Uh, and just real quick, I mean, he, he came on the show, started to hit it off with uh, Kristen. Christina. Christina. Who we love. Uh, who we're big fans of. 
she was way into him. When production stopped, they continued their relationship. Right. Off air. Which I love. Everyone in the show always talks about that as if it's like a, the next level of yeah. it's like, oh, even off the show, we mm. talked. It's, um, <laughs> Not just for the yeah, cameras. Yeah, we, we weren't even together on camera. No one was filming us and we talked That's and right. kissed. So th- then he comes back. D'Lo, who Nancy Ugh. is a big fan of, came, <laughs> came on the show. And Dean has just, fa- you know... He's found himself right in the middle of a... I guess you'd call it a love triangle, although it's a little... He's just terrible. Dean, so pros and cons on Dean real quick before we get back to Wells. Pros, he's being very open about the fact that he wants to be with two women at one time. He is being very honest. Uh, Cons, everything else about him. Cons, that he is being very open about the fact that he wants to date two women at one time. Yeah. I mean, but the, the, the issue is that both women sort of keep consenting to this, but then also... Well, D'Lo actually seems fine with it, but right. Christina has cried on every episode of Well, Bachelor he essentially said last night, Christina is smart and lovely and kind and fascinating and loves me and is wonderful, and D'Lo's just super hot. I mean, that was basically <laughs> the argument that he made. Yes, so. and, and he has said to Christina directly, I really like you. Mm-hmm. I think I I make more sense with you. Yeah. We have a better connection. Yeah. But, I, but D'Lo is... Just has a banging body, and I'd like to see what happens there. With that banging body. So, I mean, he, I don't think he used that phrase, but it was pretty close. Yeah, I mean, he basically close. just said, He's terrible. You know, I care more about your feelings, but I'd like to keep my options open. Yep. And she sort of said, Okay. I know, Christina, you deserve better. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so back to Wells. So yeah, we think Dean we think Dean is too hated now. Exactly. Dean is a prime so, example of why it's a bad idea to come on the show, and like you're not going to become The Bachelor after being like that and everybody seems to agree on you got to keep media. your q score up exactly and if everyone online hates you now. i mean check the bachelor in paradise hashtag yeah. after one of these episodes dean is in the ditch so this is my point so wells now has a chance to be on the show kind of and, and they're giving him a lot of screen time so he's kind of providing all this commentary on the drama that's happening on the show he had puppets this week i didn't find that very funny but people did i think i was he's, into the puppets there it were, was kind of a funny post-credits right. type of thing. He had a couple it's moments It's him sort of mocking yeah. the other contestants. He's coming off as more likable and funny. I love the begrudging tone I in your know, voice. I know. I have such complex feelings about Wells, but there are moments when I think he can be funny. There are moments when I don't at all. But anyways, so yeah, he's now he's the guy that they come to for advice at the bar, so he's coming off looking as like this great friend and supportive. Great. Okay, so th- this is the first part of my theory. The second part is the kiss with Danielle. So, if you remember from JoJo's season when Wells was on there, and, and who you could do, forget who could JoJo's forget season? It, Wells was kind of, I don't know. I felt fairly indifferent about him that season. He was like he was kind of cute. He was kind of charming, but he he right. fell into the friend zone pretty early on. He was right. the last guy to kiss her. Then they finally kissed, and it was it was so awkward. It was he did not come off looking very desirable after that. And she sent him home, I think, that week or mm-hmm. something. So then he comes back on Bachelor in Paradise last summer, and it's kind of like he's trying to make up for it by making out with everybody, which didn't help. It made him look worse. Um, But now he has this great kiss with Danielle. He looks, you know, really desirable, really. You know, people are kind of like wanting them to get together, but of course they're not. Well, there's a classic want-what-you-can't-have sort of situation with Wells as the bartender on Bachelor in Paradise because all the women, he's not doing anything to upset anyone. Right. He's just making them drinks and occasionally making like a nice comment or a funny joke. Sure. Um, and so, so I mean, this is like basically good. how I am around the office. Just a nice <laughs> comment here, funny joke there. What's not to like? 
everyone on all the all the women keep making comments about oh well if he was available yeah. even last night this happened oh well if i knew he had been available yeah. whatever so you're right so he it's all upside right then he kisses danielle and it's yeah. like oh wow hey this guy can kiss I guess is what we're supposed yeah, to think. I guess we're supposed to think that. And I think people think that. So that's another part of my theory. <laughs> I think the kiss was an elaborate part. I don't right. know if the producer set that up. I don't know if he and Danielle just kind of well, and decided to. Forgive me, just to interject, though. I mean, last night they had one of these live studio right. panels with. Which, of course, he was on. With Wells yep. and looking great in a leather jacket. No, he looked like he was going to be in the remake <laughs> of Michael Jackson's Bad video. And three women, Raven was on there. Raven is always available for one of these panels, Raven by the way. Is She's like been their on everyone. Golden child and I'm right a fan, now. but she is yep. she just lives in the studio. She's she always there. That's and her home what, Alexis and uh, Amanda. Amanda. So they're all there. And they asked Wells. They they showed a highlight reel. Right. It included Wells kiss with Danielle. And what I thought was very interesting is Chris did not press him hard on the status not of their relationship. All. He he sort of Asked him once, well, it leads people to wonder, so what's going on? And Wells, I don't even know if they let him answer. They kind of just moved on. He was right. kind of like, well, you know. And so they seem to me to be very keen on not pigeonholing him into any sort of relationship. And Danielle and Wells have not spoken out about it either. And no. we have reached out to Danielle. We have reached out to Danielle. And Danielle, reached, it, Danielle got back in touch with us. We may get a chance to talk to Danielle. We might. We're trying to get her to come on the podcast, but she's kind of ghosting us now. But she did seem interested at first. But all she would say to me about the kiss with Wells was, I think Wells and I broke the internet. Yes. And that's all I'll say about that. Which is not untrue. Yeah, but they're not commenting on it, which right. again... If they were a full-fledged couple, we would know that. They're not. It's just, I'm telling you, it's more planting seeds that making Wells seem a desirable pick as a bachelor. Well, and last night, he kind of framed the kiss as a sort of philanthropic effort. It was yes. kind of like, you know what? I, she is great. I wanted her to have I a little really something like before she left. And I wasn't going to let her leave paradise without Some good planting one on her. <laughs> it was just like, that's what a good friend does. Yeah, what a pal. Which is interesting to me. I, it's not I've an experience I've had. I've never had friends had, that have but, done that with me either. But, you know. Um, my other thing is that Chris Harrison, as people have asked him about who The Bachelor is going to be, he has said repeatedly, and I know this because I read too much stuff about Nancy the show. Nancy reads every I don't read everything. But I have Bachelor seen. Bachelor reporting by her competitors in Bachelor. It's true. You got to step on that. I, but Chris Harrison has said repeatedly that, that he is not going to comment on who the next Bachelor is going to be. We just need to wait until Bachelor in Paradise kind of see what it produces for us because last year nick came out of bachelor in paradise as a great choice so i think that the fans wanted peter i don't think the show wants peter i don't know if peter's interested dean has obviously his own a shot there's not really any other strong contenders from rachel's season no and honestly wells is the one who's coming out looking the best from bachelor in paradise everyone else looks like a tool or they're just invisible so i'm telling you i think it's gonna be wells and i'm gonna have a, a lot of fun recapping that season of the bachelor a lot of fun. Yes, we're we are not opposed to a Nashvilleian being the bachelor I love on this it. show. Um because we'll it may out, be the only reason we yeah. keep getting to do this. When they do their hometown <laughs> dates or whatever, we'll have to Our ostensible defense for doing this podcast yeah. is that some Nashville people are on it. Yeah, so it's true. if if he's the bachelor, we get to keep doing it. We'll this. talk about it. But yeah, so all of this to say, I still have I have very complex feelings about Wells. Right. At moments I find myself maybe even liking him a bit i'm in on this theory i have discovered that wells has a hound dog named carl which yes, is a great he... name for a hound dog i also have a hound dog i love hound dogs so now i i don't i feel 
very conflicted about it's Wells. Weird. There's a weird sort of energy b- with you and Wells. I don't know. Um, I still kind of, I still think he's a schmuck. But maybe a sometimes likable one. So my lesson is that this show is a cult. I agree. And it, it, this fact has been illustrated perfectly by the way they've handled the Corinne and DeMario controversy. So after production was stopped, they had an episode where they brought everyone back. They had this whole discussion with the entire cast. It was a very sort of defensive and protective of the show, uh, but also didn't really offer that much information about what had or hadn't happened, except that no one there thought anything bad had happened. Then last week, they brought DeMario on for an interview. Chris Harrison interviewed him. It was a very emotional interview. DeMario has been out in the media. He was essentially accused of being a rapist or a sexual assaulter. Um, and as the aggressor in the situation, right. that was there were all sorts of racial dynamics there. I'm no doubt that it was painful, right? Especially if, as everyone's saying, he didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about that, and we haven't really been talking about this a lot because it's not the sort of thing we're going to solve in 20 minutes on a podcast. But they did this again last night when they brought Corinne on, and Nancy and I both had such strong reactions to it that we launched into a, a long off-air rant about this here in the office so we're just going to talk about it now so real quick i want to get your thoughts but real quick last night they brought corinne on chris harrison did a one-on-one interview with corinne Mm -hmm. and they basically did the same thing where they they kind of talked about everything they got her quote-unquote side of the story except they did not actually give us any more information um and when they did give us any informant any more information was just very vague so corinne says she doesn't think demario did anything wrong Okay. Yeah. But Corinne also says that she had too much to drink and was on medication that left her in some sort of mental state where she was acting normally and that no one around her would have known there was a problem, but she doesn't remember anything. Right. Maybe that's a thing. There was no doctor or scientist or pharmacist on the show to explain this (laughs) to us. Why would there be? And I'm not an expert either, so I don't know. But, you know, the, the, the point is the show has footage of this. Whatever happened, they have footage right. of it. They haven't shown us that, which, mm-hmm. okay, maybe there's a good reason not to show us, but they also haven't said, here's what the footage shows. Right. Did they have sex? Did they just fool around? Did they have no sexual activity at all? And so this was a big misunderstanding. Yeah. You know, at this point, it's not just sort of um, juicy gossip that we're talking about. They they have an obligation, it seems to me, to say, this is what happened. This is what didn't happen. and And they haven't done that sort of repeatedly. And then... Every time they talk about it, it's the media or the outsiders and everyone, no one understands and it's just very defensive. What's so shocking to me is how much of a sympathetic character Chris Harrison comes off as, which is so weird because this is like Stockholm Syndrome manifested because, you know, Chris Harrison is interviewing DeMario, he's interviewing Corinne and it's it's this very like heartfelt, uh, emotional thing of like, let's talk about this horrible thing that you went through. Never acknowledging that the horrible thing was caused by the show that Chris Harrison Right, they, they are not in this situation if not right. for the show. He is now, not some, like, neutral third party here, you know? I mean, he hosts the show that put them through hell. Right. But yet, he's interviewing them, like, let's talk about this awful thing you went through in life that we all caused. And it's just weird because they also seem very, like, uh, I don't know, like, they're, they... They're connected to Chris Harrison. They feel safe with Chris Harrison. Right, I don't get it. Right. It's so weird. It's yeah. just this bizarro thing where they feel the need to like protect the show, protect, you know, each other, protect Chris, protect protect the producers. They have not at all acknowledged who the third party is. 
and that may be for legal reasons that brought this complaint to the you know to the attention of the producers in the first place but they just still won't acknowledge what happened. I mean, that's what's like, stop pretending like we're going to get to the bottom of it and we don't actually discuss anything new. Right. And they, you know, they, they keep talking about the media um, taking this out of context or, right. or blowing it up. I mean, I'm sorry, but the, the, uh, an allegation that someone was sexually assaulted on this reality show that has very high ratings and is on network television is news right. that is going to get covered. And when you don't put out any information about it, it's going to also get covered right. in the way it got covered. And on top of that, both you know Corinne and Demario and Chris Harrison and all these other people have been complaining that they are portrayed in the media as this one-dimensional thing or whatever, which is probably true. Sure, yeah. But the entire show does that to them. The reason that we have the image of Corinne that we have is because she was edited and acted in such a way on The Bachelor. Right. And played into it, was very fine with it. Absolutely. You know, I'm sure she's not turning down. Well, she's probably not getting these opportunities anymore, but I'm sure she wasn't turning down sort of the the bar appearances right. or whatever was happening based on the character of Corinne yeah. that she played on yeah, the show. Yeah, they're building and, careers on that character. Yes, they're and so then money. when something happens yeah. and, they, and they are seen in that light, Again, admittedly, that may be unfair, but the show right. has created that and profited right. off of that. And there's this weird thing happening. They're in this sort of pro wrestling situation right now where, you know, if, if you're watching pro wrestling, which I know, Nancy, you Always. do all the time. Every day. If you're yeah. watching pro wrestling and someone appears to break their neck. Sure. You expect at a certain point that someone has to tell you whether this is real or not, you right. know, because there's this weird thing where, okay, this is a show. This is quote unquote fake, even yeah. though they're really doing things. But there are certain moments when someone has to address, I mean, and this has happened. People have died in pro wrestling and someone eventually had to say, a person really died. We're not fooling you. There's Bachelor in Paradise right now. You know a lot about pro wrestling. I, you know, (laughs) Bachelor in Paradise is in a situation right now where they're playing this out as a, as a narrative on the show, but also sort of addressing it as a real life thing. Right. And they just need to come out and say directly, this is what happened. This is the you know, very bluntly right. state it. And they, they continually avoid doing that. Right. And I think there's a way that they could bluntly state it without naming the third party. If yeah. they don't want to do that or can't legally do that. Cause it's like, what I didn't understand was Corinne kept making these claims that she was on this medication that, that it allowed her to act normal, even though she was sort of blacked out mentally and that she didn't blame anybody for not knowing that because to everyone else, she seemed like normal Corinne. But then the reports that we're hearing is that the reason this complaint you know, was brought up in the first place was because a producer felt as though she wasn't in a place to consent. So how is a producer identifying that she's not in a right state of mind when nobody else is identifying that? Corinne herself is saying, but again, what is the footage? Right. And this, this gets back into the whole sort of problem with this show, or at least tricky territory that it's on, which is that everyone on that show while we're watching is probably legally drunk. Sure. Always. So, you know, you get into questions there. At what, how drunk do you have to be before you can't really consent to something? Right. That's not a question I'm sure I know the answer to, but that show is always walking that line. Right. And so once again, instead of just addressing all of this up front and sort of saying, I mean, they, they just, it it's, I think it would be one thing if they had just dropped it. I'm right. not sure that would have been right either, but they've done the worst thing, which is they've done sort of some mix of both where they're addressing it, but not addressing fully. If you're going to keep talking about it you have to tell us everything right um do you have anything else to add on this i have so many things but there's just not enough time (laughs) yes we debated this at length this morning though. that's true um so 
there's only one thing left to do then. Take a moment, say your goodbyes. I would like to say goodbye to Alexis, otherwise known as Dolphin Shark. You're the best reason to watch the show, and I'm really sad to see you go. Um, I think that Alexis is far funnier than Wells, and I would rather see Alexis with the puppets than Wells. So goodbye, Dolphin Shark. Return to us again. Swim free. Swim free, Dolphin Shark. Go back into open waters. So my, my goodbye is actually for Nick and Vanessa. Oh, Nick and Vanessa. So anyone who follows uh, Bachelor, Bachelorette News, As like you all we do, do, we do, knows that Nick and Vanessa have broken up. That was last season's Bachelor, if you've already forgotten, Nick, which you probably have. Last season's Bachelor and the girl who ended up with Vanessa are no more. I am shocked. Yes, we're all, we're all broken up about this. Uh, it was pretty obvious from the start that this wasn't the thing that was going to go yeah. the distance. They Most didn't of seem, them don't. They didn't seem to like each other on there after the final row special. Like, sh- they seemed angry at each other. Right. And that was when they're supposed to be like, oh, my God, we're in love. We yes, finally in the afterglow. So after all this, uh, also Nick... I mean, how can he appear again on a Bachelor oh, show? Oh, good lord! If, Please, this is like his he's fifth with someone. Time, he has right. to be able to fr- be freed up. So, That's true. Anyway, best of luck to both of you. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see you on our TV again soon. I'm sure we will. We'll be back next week with whatever happens to talk about it. Uh, Maybe Danielle if she doesn't. That's right. Maybe we'll talk to Danielle us. if she if she gets back to us. If we can work that out. Uh, in the meantime, thank you to Maddie Gerard, who is our producer and who is leaving us and so she is a big reason why this is even happening she's been a great scene intern got the scene podcast up off the ground we hope it doesn't bachelor in paradise podcast (laughs) off the ground we hope none of this comes back to haunt her because now she is connected to whatever this is she's responsible for but thank you to her and farewell to her farewell uh thank you to the nobility for our music you can subscribe on itunes uh, Stitcher or SoundCloud. You can like us on iTunes. Uh, give us a review, a rating. Please do that. Be positive. Keep it nice. Be nice. See you next week. Oh,